Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, and we're broadcasting live through KXXT 1010 AM, Family Values Radio and Cyber Delay, up here through the mothership at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. I've been up here in Colorado. This is hostage crisis, day 10, hanging with the children of the corn up here on the front range. It's uh it's been quite enlightening and just wonderful. The people just treat me so well up here in the uh, Colorado experience, the Rocky Mountain High. We highly recommend coming by the station here and meeting like-minded individuals. It's a lot of fun. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Gold, silver, platinum, palladium, things that are real, things that are tangible, things that you can feel and touch, and things that you can put away. Protect your tomorrow with something that wasn't born yesterday. Call one 800 951 Nine two. You can place an order. They'll lock it in with you. You can put it on a card, credit card. You can mail a check. Uh, you can bank wire. You can handle it any way you like. Or you can also head out to www.allamericangold.com. Updated daily with news, views, pricing, stories, history. Just about everything you need to make an intelligent decision at allamericangold.com. No salesman will call. You can order. Click the credit card. Send it off. Stare at the western sky for a little bit, and the mailman will show up with a very innocuous-looking box from a company called PTG. So not even the mailman knows what you're getting. So take advantage of that. Get it put away. Gold on a slow, slow, slow ascension into the sky, along with all the equity markets. One of the things that we are not experienced here with the plethora of news that comes out uh, on a daily basis is much volatility. And volatility, when you look at the earnings for the brokers, look at Schwab and look at the hedge funds, volatility is what makes the, it separates the wheat from the chaff. The guys that really move the markets and can make points at 16th of a trade and move markets up and down on a daily basis, hourly and minutely, and be able to grab percentages of trade and do well. And that is not happening anymore. The volatility index is just flattening out. Down, I'm up here with the children of the corn. Joe is down there with the Cactus Patch Kids. He's down at uh, Patriot Trading Group Studios, the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in Deer Valley, and I'm just glad to be here with you, Joe. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Easy. Uh, Thank you for being up there. I know it's been an incredible week, all kinds of activity going on. Uh, And here on a Friday, what a way to end the week. Uh, Gold's up again, silver's up again, the market's, you know, up again, record highs. Palladium, I don't, I have no idea why, but palladium up one hundred and sixty-eight dollars, uh, just crested twenty-four hundred dollars. So new all-time oh. highs on palladium. Just uh, incredible market activity, but it, it's all in the same direction, right? Everything's just up. Well, just everything across the board, but a rising tide lifts all boats. But um, eventually, some of them will rust out and sink. So we're going to keep an eye on what's going on. The market anomalies, the presidential impeachment, yes, unheard of. Unheard of. Show me show me a business class, whether a uh, 101, an 029, a 101, or a graduate, or a master's, you're going to get an MBA in business class that could show you the kind of equity appreciation, the kind of, um, I guess, general uh, happiness that exists in a country and a country trying to get rid of the president who's created it all at the same time. I mean, this is this has never been done, never happened before. They got this new rat 
which is what the Democrats are looking for, ratchet, Cohen the rat. The liberals turn their back on him. He won't be back till two to five. His whole only saving grace when he testified against Trump and turned code is he thinks he's going to get a book deal out of it, and the Democrats are going to do the same thing. Got another guy, Parnas, who's supposed to be testifying a smoking gun as to, yes, we held back aid to their Ukraine because we wanted to, you know, indict one of the Bidens, which is the most ridiculous story ever. And even if it was true, even if it was true because the Bidens broke the law and the president actually asked for it to happen, and maybe he did, or maybe he didn't, but it's still not an impeachable offense. Don't you think this is just nuts, Joe? This is an unbelievable time to be alive and be in America, but be thankful that you've got uh, some good conservative talk radio stations to listen to where you can kind of separate the wheat from the chaff because we're definitely here on the Patriot Radio News Hour going to show you how the cow eats the cabbage up here on the front range. It's a great day. Joe. Well, I'm going to say this. I, I I heard uh, Adam Schiff, the the one of the the, the members of the Democrats that's going to be uh, on the I don't know on the committee for this impeachment. Of course, he's made himself famous, uh, and he was talking about uh, Article One of why they're impeaching the president, and 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 it was just fascinating. When we get back from the break, it, it's it's ironic that they're calling out the the president for something that the Democrats tried to do to the president in the last election. We'll talk about that next. 30 degrees on the front range. (laughs) It's fun, fun, fun day up here. How's the weather down there, Joe? Uh, The sun is out. Uh, It's the way it's been sunny, but not super warm yet. But uh, it's a whole lot warmer than 30 degrees. I'll, I'll tell you that. But, but uh, you know, we were time. talking before the break about this impeachment, right? And, and here, I, I have tried so hard not to follow this whatsoever, but I was, I was tuning in to uh, Brian Kilmeade this morning, and, and he had a, uh, a sub on, and, and she was playing uh, shift. Uh, he was presenting it to the Senate to this, this morning or yesterday or whenever it was, and I was listening uh, to what he had said because I still couldn't really figure out what it was that 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 he did that was so horrible, and and what what it was was that they're accusing the president of using a foreign agent, okay, i.e. Ukraine, to dig up dirt on uh, on Joe Biden in order to manipulate the 2020 elections. Now, first, Joe Biden's got no chance of winning any election. I mean, so the fact that we would, Trump wouldn't even need to do it to be one, but, but it got me to thinking about, wasn't it the Democratic National Committee that hired Richard Steele, who colluded with the Russians, to create the steel dossier that they were trying to use so they could uh, prevent Donald Trump from winning the 2016 election. Right? Well, well, I mean, wh- what's the difference? Nothing. <laughs> well, I, I think there is a difference. On the one hand, Trump didn't do anything, right? On the other hand, Biden's guilty as you know what. You know what's interesting that um, you should be if you're if you're a senator and you're going to sit to remove the sitting president, 
and you're uh, running for president, you should have to recuse yourself. I mean, you know, think of things that judges recuse themselves over. And I mean, if ever there was one, yes, uh, part of my um, my plan, my campaign is I'm going to vote out the sitting president <laughs> before I run for election. So, you know, if one of them, though, goes, you know, this is not right. Imagine if Biden said, this is not right. This is not right well, to, the- to, to, to throw this president out of office and voted not to do it. I mean, it would really upend the uh, the Democrats' uh, chances. So none of them will do it, of course, because they're all party line idiots. But you know, well, well Biden's not term, involved because so. Biden Biden's not involved, so he can still go campaign. The rest of them, like uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, right? They if if they're going to be involved in the trial, they can't campaign. That's right. Where Joe Biden, right? since she's he's won. not a member of Congress, you know, uh, I don't know. I just think this whole thing's all orchestrated. Uh, they're trying the same playbook they did with Hillary. I don't know why they like Joe Biden. I have no idea. I mean, uh, Bernie Sanders is way more popular. Elizabeth Warren's way more popular. Uh, but they're 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 hitching their wagon to the Biden thing. And of course, I think at the end of the day, the Democrats really do want. Uh, uh, Mayor Bloomberg, former Mayor Bloomberg, to be the winner. And I was listening to Rich Rodriguez yesterday, Eric, and he made a great point. Hey, the Democrats know they're not going to win. But because Bloomberg is going to spend a fortune, their goal is to try to capture back the Senate. And then that way they'll have the House and the Senate and they'll paralyze the president. Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I don't know if you saw this, Joe. The Trump administration plans to respect the news media's ability to prepare advanced stories on market-moving economic data. Now, hear me out on this. According to people familiar with the matter, in a move that will create a logjam in accessing figures such as monthly jobs reports, you know, the housing sales, I mean, all all those economic reports that are supposed to move markets. Currently, the Labor Department, uh, hosts lockups, they call the for major reports lasting 30 to 60 minutes where journalists receive the data in a secure room. And then they write stories on computers disconnected from the Internet and transmit them when connections are restored. This way they can't leak out any of the news. So the department now is looking at changes such as removal of computers altogether from that room. An announcement could come as soon as this week, said the People who spoke on the condition always of uh, anonymity. The lockups, which are permitted but not required by government regulations, have been mainstay for U.S. media for almost four decades. Now, I'm going to connect the dots for you on this one. How many, what percentage of economic reports that come out that are breaking news are Bloomberg? (laughs) Just stop and think about that. Yes, presidential. I I didn't know where you were going. That's where I'm going with it. So presidential candidate Bloomberg is the guy who's running the news wires. He can say anything, anything to get out ahead of this. So he can twist any economic story any way he wants. It's his news wire. And I believe that's why they put this together. So the White House now is going to stay in control, and they're going to put the news stories out so Bloomberg can't grab them and twist them first. How about that? That's how crazy this world has gotten. So. Just incredible. I, I, you know what? I, it was as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, because 
I quote Bloomberg all the time. I mean, that's part of what we do here. We cover the financial side of things, and and uh, they do a lot of the reporting. And it just would make sense to me that Bloomberg actually owns the feed as well. So, uh, again, I just think it, it's one of these things where too much power and all of these things – uh, the leaking and, and all that. I, I, I'm one of those people, I don't believe for one second uh, that Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and all these other companies don't have the data ahead of time. But that's just me. Well, I'll tell you, speaking of the banks, and they, did you see that uh, they wrote a story about the, uh, the bank's earnings, and I know you talked about it as well. But uh, savings now for the top six U.S. bank from banks from Trump's signature tax overhaul Accelerated last year is now topping $32 billion. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley posted earnings this week that they saved $18 billion in 2019 from the Trump tax cuts. Now, this, believe it or not, is supposed to be a bad thing. Ask any Democrat. It's a horrible thing. Yes, you know, we can't have anybody saving money. you got to give your money to the Treasury. But the anti-Trump articles go, well, the banks, and of course, these are banksters, and you can't trust them. The banksters, did they hire people? No. <laughs> did they open any more banks? Uh-uh. Well, what'd they do with the money? <laughs> well, they gave it to the shareholders. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they did. They actually, collectively, since the tax cuts, those banks have shrank in their workforce. Is that a word, shranken? Shrank. How's that? have shrank their workforce by 1,200 people by the end of 2019 from two years earlier. But shareholders, they're the big beneficiary after the banks cleared the Federal Reserve mid-year stress tests. They still do those stress tests. You know, when I was a kid, oh, I liked so the stress fake. test. I know. You ever take those they're turtles? So... You ever get those little turtles <laughs> and race them around on the floor <laughs> when you were a kid? Now that's a stress test. Very few of those turtles survived. But, uh, yeah, the banks are like, well, what if, let me ask you a question. Um, what if 10% of your mortgages quit paying? Would you be okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'd be fine. Oh, I'd be fine. Let's not look at 08, though. What happened in 08? 90% of our mortgage people quit paying. They don't stress test them that way. So, you know, me being a catastrophist, I'd be a great stress tester. You know, I mean, you would really have to be something to pass my stress test. So I would say, all right, 60% of everybody quits paying their mortgages and three quarters of your credit card debt goes into bankruptcy because that's pretty much really what started off the last economic calamity cycle. And, of course, they won't do it under Trump. This is why they want Biden. This is why they want, I mean, look at Biden. Have you ever listened to the guy talk? I mean, he's not qualified to run a uh, a uh, McDonald's uh, order kiosk. I mean, he's just listen to him talk. He's perfect. You know, you look at our pre- look at Obama, look at W. I mean, these people were perfect for the deep state to get done what they needed to get done. Trump won't play along. Trump won't bail them out. Bank of America goes upside down. Are you aware that State Farm and Allstate Insurance couldn't pay a single claim or they couldn't pay off a single annuity until they were turned into banks and got bailed out? You think Trump would do that for them? No, I don't think so. They should have went bankrupt. You know, AIG, AIG gets bailed out. I mean, they held all the mortgage insurance. 
all the people had to pay your mortgage insurance. You know, if you have less than 20% equity, you put 3%, 5, 10% down, you don't have 20% equity, man. Bang, they packed, they tacked that mortgage insurance payment on and everybody had to pay it. But they were, that mortgage insurance company was supposed to pay the banks, but they went broke. So now the whole thing, instead of actually resetting where it should be, where you had all new companies come out and rise like the phoenix bird out of the ashes, you've got the same old companies. The same old companies who learn nothing, and they're fearless, except the only thing they're really scared of is this president. Because if it does let go and they blame everything on Trump, there isn't going to be bailout one. Interesting article, too. Fiat Chrysler. This is in the Wall Street Journal this morning. I was up early packing. I will be back with the Cactus Patch kids uh, on a plane later tonight. Of course, they're expecting like 900-mile-an-hour winds at the Denver airport. Hopefully, I'll be able to fly out tonight. But Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, and I'm getting somewhere with this too, Joe, so bear with me, plans to develop electric vehicles. And again, this is Chrysler. That's now Fiat Chrysler. They've been Maserati Chrysler. They've been Mitsubishi Chrysler. They've had hedge funds have owned them. But now, of course, they're Fiat Chrysler. Really powerful name, Fiat. But didn't they just buy some French car company? Well, that's, uh, yes, Peugeot. So you have to be a chief uh, Pink Panther, uh, chief inspector, (laughs) Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau. Clouseau, he's running Peugeot. So what another, I mean, I don't know, French cars. I, I don't know anything about them. You know, Citrons, I guess, are pretty good cars. But uh, but anyway, so, yeah, after all these synergies that are running around now, see, they don't have any electric cars. And Fiat Chrysler is actually separate because it used to be Dodge, Chrysler, Plymouth. Plymouth's gone. So you got Chrysler. You know what Dodge is, Joe? No. Ram. Ram. They're a separate Dodge Ram trucks are completely separate. Okay, yeah. The truck. So, so now, so what's Fiat Chrysler going to do? They're going to partner now with Foxconn. Now, Foxconn is where the people <laughs> jump off the buildings who work there. Right. They're the ones so, that see. Apple doesn't make their phones. Foxconn makes them for Apple. So anyway, Foxconn sent in a filing in Taiwan yesterday that it's establishing a joint venture with Fiat Chrysler to develop and produce electric vehicles. Now, Chrysler has has the Jeep name. So, you know, if you've got a Wrangler or, you know, any of the Jeeps, you're, you've got a Chrysler. But what's interesting, and I never knew this until today, and I read it this morning at about 4.30 in the, this morning in the Wall Street Journal, is that they can't sell Jeeps in China. Chinese won't buy them. They've taken them over there. They have them over there, and sales are abysmal. And it goes all the way back to the wars where the communists were fighting the Americans, and the Americans were in Jeeps. So I guess the true Chinese patriots won't buy them. They just will not. So Jeep sales are just absolutely abysmal, and they're not working. So they're pretty much non-existent. And it, which makes sense, Joe, if you think you're Chinese, you know, and you had family that was in uh, Korea or then the Chinese uh, um, came in with Vietnam and, you know, and, the, and they saw the footage and the Americans in the Jeeps that, uh, you know, you could see that where they, they don't want, they won't ride in one. So 
Anyway, I thought I'd throw that in for you. You're not, I absolutely guarantee you're not going to hear that story anywhere in America today except right here. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. You can reach them at one 800 592 or you can head on out to allamericangold.com. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. I'm in the mothership with the children of the coin, corn up here at KHNC, and Joe's down at the Hole in the Ceiling Studios. And yes, we have the technology. Yes, we can do it. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Last year, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam shocked the nation by making an offhand comment that an infant who survives birth after an attempted abortion should be killed if that's what her mother wants. This sparked a nationwide debate over whether these born-alive infants deserve our protection. Of course, we should have never had the debate in the first place. Murder is wrong, no matter how old or how young the victim is. Yet not only did we have that debate, but the left has doubled down on it. A bill designed specifically to protect born-alive abortion survivors was killed by Senate Democrats. Ralph Northam is still the governor of Virginia with the full support of his Democrat Party. What's even worse is that the future of the Democrat Party looks just as bleak as the present. Every single Democrat presidential hopeful serving in the Senate voted against protections for the born-alive infants, including Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and all the rest. Not a single one of these people who want to be the leader of the free world was willing to stand up for born-alive infants. If that's how little they care about born infants, just imagine the contempt they have for babies that haven't been born yet. The simple truth of the matter is that unborn children cannot speak for themselves. They need voices who will stand up on their behalf. Melissa Odin is one such tireless voice. She's a defender of unborn children. She has a very personal connection to this fight. Before she was born, her mother tried to have her aborted by saline injection. Saline injections usually kill the child by chemically burning them alive. In Melissa's case, she miraculously survived and was born alive. She was saved from death, but so many others like her are not. If you talk to Melissa today, you can see the leftist talking points melting away before your eyes. She would not have been better off aborted, as some leftists might claim. She lives a rich and fulfilling life as a wife and a mother. We must join in the fight for little boys and girls like Melissa. Each one is made in the image of God and deserves our protection. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Scholar blue collar of a man. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards.
You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour right here on the Roar of the Rockies. Thanks for tuning in today. Joe was talking about listening to Brian Kilmeade, and uh, I was listening to him as well. He had John Snyder from the Dukes of Hazard on this morning, so that was pretty good. So I you still know what like made that me guy. Sad is they, they, they said that show has been over for almost not quite 40 years now. It just made me feel old. Feel old? I've been broadcasting uh, from KHNC for a quarter century. <laughs> oh, maybe they'll have me on Brian Kilmeade someday. They'll wheel me up to the microphone. So. <laughs> anyway, um, I was staying on uh, auto sales. Again, a lot of things going on. I saw a commercial on TV last night for a 2020 Silverado. What's today's date? Today is January 17th. Oh, it's the opposite of my birthday, 117 today. My birthday is 711. <laughs> so, yeah, 117 2020 today. I saw an ad for a 2020 Silverado. So here we are, 17 days into January. Don't tell me things aren't slowing down out there. The uh, They're advertising 0% for 72 months. And I looked at it twice. I'm like, no, that's got to be leftover 2019s. Uh-uh. And here's one of the reasons why. General Motors said this month they reported their annual, their biggest ever annual sales decline in China. Sales are down 15% in 2019 for GM. GM is now, you know, they're the second largest automaker in China. Thank you, American taxpayers. Thank you for the tax bailout. We really appreciate that. All you people work really hard and loaned us money. We reciprocated by moving to a communist nation. Uh, by the way, the number one automaker in China. Okay, who's number one ahead of GM? You want to take a shot at it, Joe? Man, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it, it's not Ford. I'm. Well, I, I'm almost positive it's not Ford. Uh, is it a Chinese company? Uh, Geely. It's, I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. It's actually a German company, which surprises oh. me. I put. I put you on the spot. You would never guess that. So it's Volkswagen. Of all uh, things, so oh, I don't know. So. I would, you, I was going to go like BMW, but no Volkswagen. Jeep sales, make- Jeep sales, Jeep sales are so bad in China that Fiat Chrysler does not even release their Chinese sales figures. <laughs> wow! So I know, but think about it, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. You know, if you uh, lost a family member, you know, and you watched all the footage. You know, in Vietnam, the Chinese were fighting and, well, a lot of different wars and American trying to root out communism that uh, I don't think you'd get in a Jeep. So how about the gun rally in Virginia? Um, not wow, a lot of news that out is of there. really gone crazy. Yeah. What um, you got any updated news? I didn't get a chance to look. The Wall Street Journal was all over it this morning and Fox News as well, but no footage. You know, they were expecting uh, hundreds of thousands of people. They arrested. Uh, they arrested quote unquote uh, uh, neo Nazis and racist people in other states, so they couldn't even come to the rally. But uh, so far, I think Alex Jones was going. But so far, I haven't really heard much of you. I haven't either. I haven't seen a lot. They're they're trying to you know they 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 don't want to talk about it. obviously after the uh, announcing of the state of the emergency and the the ridiculousness of of all of that. Uh, I I I just kind of think you know what this doesn't make the the liberals look good. They don't want to show uh, the vast majority of people out there thinking hey this is ridiculous. 
Well, they're going to find out, I think. I mean, you know, how the, the, governor, the governor can actually continue to, to keep an office while usurping the United States Constitution is just amazing. I mean, they should be arrested. They have the whole thing all backwards. But you know me, I look at everything backwards. So um, I guess I'm just a fundamentalist, common sense guy. Nothing makes sense to me on some days. Here's another one that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, they're now, um, I had a USA, I'm dangerous. You know, the hotel has a Wall Street Journal and uh, USA Today. They just, I mean, you, know, you got to love it. So, so I'm all over it in the morning. Here's one. Uh, USA Today is now starting a new uh, article that, uh, I guess, a mini series. They're calling it Hecho in USA. Turns out now in Los Angeles that um, almost all public schools are teaching half of the class in English, and then at the other, and then after lunchtime, the other half of the, of the class is all taught in Spanish. They're teaching in both languages. So USA Today is launching a series on a, the Latino community in the USA called Hecho in USA. So that means made in America for you people who still speak English. Roughly 80% of all Latinos living in the USA now are American citizens. In other words, born here. So they're saying they're saying that there's 60 million, 60 million anchor babies that are here in this country. And they're going to they're going to continue to do a series on it, but the te- the the uh the classes are going Hispanic. You know, up here and I did a little research. I was up early this morning. Get this, 47% of the TV channels on uh, direct TV are now Hispanic. And nationwide, 48% of all AM radio stations are now Hispanic. So when you think about that, and then you say, well, really? There's only 60 million anchor babies. When you look at those numbers, I mean, the television stations are certainly telling you a different story, aren't they? There's 300 million people here. According, if you follow that, if you follow the, uh, the population of 327 million, that puts a that puts a total Hispanic population at about 125 million or double what uh, USA Today is claiming. So, I mean, I, I just put that out there simply because, you know, who knows where America's heading here. But uh, when you look at the liberal policies that are put in, put in place and they want to continue them, the open borders, just giving everything away, anyone who can show up can have anything they want. How about Donald Trump and food stamps, Joe? Are you on that this morning? Well, I've been seeing it. You know, he's, he's cracking down. Well, right? you know, I mean, this, you know, we, you ahead. can't have 40 plus million people on food stamps in the greatest economy where, you know, there's three and a half percent unemployment, all this employment's at record lows. And then we got 40 million people on food stamps. Well, right? yeah, and, and so I. You've got this group of people. This is what he's going after, and that's that single men able to work. Now, you know, there's, there's. I guess we missed all this because it never dawned on me. But when you turn 18 in this country, I guess part of the rite of passage is you get a SNAP card, a food stamp card. So, and apparently Trump's been looking at this, and he says there's the numbers of the able body single men between 18 and 49, who have no dependents, no dependents, they get food stamps. And apparently Trump's trying to cut that out. The numbers are, the complaint now says that it would cut 
uh, food stamps from 600 to between 688 and 850,000 people. So I don't know, you know. I suppose it has its place in society, but for single guys that can work or are working, we'll be back. Night Rider. How you guys doing? Great day to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. I'm up here with the children of the corn. I named them that because when you drive around up here, there's these cornfields and you look way, you can see like the curvature of the earth. They're just surrounded by cornfields and this 40 acre neighborhood has popped up. <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but they are everywhere up here. I was talking about a couple of things the news, you know, that now they're starting to tap the in California half. Half the public schools are teaching half the classes Spanish, and they're also. Eric, can I ask now, you a question? Can I ask ahead. you a question? Yeah. Why is this about? You know, obviously, uh, you want people that 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 come into the country to assimilate, right, and 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 uh, learn the American culture, adopt the American culture, adopt uh, the, the, the uh, entrepreneurial spirit of, the, of, of America that is America. So why would we be doing this? What is the, uh, what I want, what is the advantage here? I don't know. Maybe the Navajos asked the same question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know, Joe. It's crazy. I, you know what I think? I think there's a hundred million Hispanics. How about that? That's how many that I think could are be here right. in this. Yeah, country. and 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 now there's they don't want to assimilate, right? I mean, isn't that right. really what we're talking about here? They don't want to assimilate. Yeah, they. You know, this is we're going to assimilate to them. So get ready. Just the way it's going to be. So, you know, nobody. You know, everybody got aggravated when it was press one for Spanish. You know, now you just answer the phone. It's in Spanish. So, <laughs> it's just the way we're <laughs> headed. <so. laughs> and they're teaching climate change. So, I don't know how you teach climate change. Listen, I mean, they're not only teaching a- climate change. Uh, my, my son, who, who, who is going to be coming back today, he's a junior in high school from this retreat. And I'm, and, and, and I don't pay attention. That's, you know, me and my wife, we have the, like the, we're, we're, we're like the American, uh, you know, political system, right? We got the different branches of, of government in our household. Uh, my wife is in charge of the educational branch of, of government in our household. I'm char- in charge of like the athletic branch and my wife's in charge of making sure uh, the kids are, are are showering and fed and got clean clothes and I'm in charge of discipline. You know, we, we got the balance of powers here so I'm not paying attention. And then finally I'm like, well, what are they doing up there? And I had to write this letter and do all this stuff and she's, she's like, oh yeah, well, it, it's like uh, therapy. For all these kids, and they go to Prescott, and they they all talk about their feelings and do all this stuff. And if you don't do it, if you don't go, you know, because it's not mandatory, but if you don't go, uh, you know, you get the shaming, right? You're a bad person, and you're this and that. I mean, they're just what the wussification of our kids is off the charts. So let me get this right: you're supposed to go up there and talk bad about your mother. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a yes. Right, and the parents are supposed to write you love letters, right? And then you're supposed to talk about all the bad things that have ever happened. Give me a break. 
Man, I want to vomit. It makes me want to vomit. That's a high school class, yes. Come up and tell us what's wrong with your life. Probably that's yes. a red flag. That's a red flag law. Imagine your kid going, well, my dad cleans guns all day. You know, imagine that. So it'll just be a while till the uh, they kick in your front door at 2 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to recover. I don't think we're winning the battle, ladies and Germans. So, and here's another one. I started talking about the climate change they're teaching. Another Wall Street Journal article this morning uh, talking about Australia, the fires in Australia, and how now um, climate change has an economic impact. Yes, because... The Australians now are going to have to lower their central bank's interest rates because of the horrible financial impact the fires have had. Now, you can blame it on climate change if you want, but they've arrested 27 arsonists. 27 in Australia. I got an idea. Stop setting your freaking uh, forest on fire. And here's another thing, okay? It isn't climate change that's affecting the interest rates because before the fire started, Australia lowered their interest rates three times last year. So it has nothing to do with the fire. Now, climate change, here, I'll just let you know. You know me. I always say you got you to gotta go weather. We're just talking about the weather. The largest hurricane in American history. I know you want to say it's Andrew or something in the 90s. Nope. Yeah, I was going to say Andrew or Hugo maybe. Nope, nope. Nope, nope. Largest, largest hurricane in U.S. history was Katrina? Hurricane, hurricane Camille, 1969. Oh, had the highest speeds. Yep, never heard of it. Landfall, I remember it. I was 10 years old. Tore the snot out of the place. Now, how do you explain that in climate change? How do you explain the Dust Bowl? How do you teach history to a bunch of mushheads and then study the Great Depression in the Dust Bowl? Okay, come on. I mean, now, you know, I mean, we're, 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 the Dust Bowl was 90 years ago. So it's not climate change. It's weather. Weather. Plus, how do you teach? You know what? This is why you have to go on the retreat. Could you imagine being in third grade by the time you're a junior in high school and they told you when you were in third grade that in 10 years the whole entire world would actually implode, the climate would implode and kill everybody? You'd probably need to go on a retreat because you'd still alive. <laughs> I don't know what to do. We were at the restaurant the other day, and my dad demanded a plastic straw. I'm horrified. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, just, man, it's just gone crazy. Absolutely crazy, this world. How about this? This is one of my favorite stories of the week. Boeing Company on Thursday released hundreds of internal messages that contained harshly critical comments about the development of the 737 MAX, including one that said the plane was designed by clowns who in turn are supervised by monkeys. The ma- <laughs> How about I don't know, is that, that an insult to the clowns or the monkeys? I'm not sure. That is a memo because Boeing is a government-subsidized agency run by government monkeys. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on... The antithesis of my birthday, 117-2020. We'll be back after these messages. Final segment here on this beautiful January day. I hope this finds you well. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm live at the Mothership. Joe is 
down at uh, the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in Arizona, and you guys are caught in the middle. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has announced that it'll take more steps to warn state and local election officials if the agency discovers any cyber attacks this election season. It's the intent of the FBI, you know, the people that hate Trump, that the new policy will result in increased collaboration between all levels of government for the integrity and security of U.S. elections. The Bureau said in a statement, under the FBI's previous policy, state officials were not alerted when a cyber attack was detected in a local election system. So now when 100 million illegals line up and vote, um, I don't suppose anybody will call the FBI. Do you, Joe? I, would, I wouldn't count on it. Let's just say that. the uh, I'm sure all of the attacks that get notified will be somehow uh, created by uh, the conservatives uh, that are all, you know, talking to the Russians. Well, what are we doing in the world of finance today? I Look, I see uh, Wall Street's continuing its uh, melt-up, I guess, for lack of words. You know, you're not... Yeah, and it kind of, you know, it was a weird day. It started off a lot higher this morning, was up well over 100 points, and then, of course, economic data came in uh, and, and really slowed it down. Consumer confidence was a little light. Uh, industrial production, the worst in a decade, had decent numbers out of the housing starts. Uh, every, a lot of apartment buildings up 30%, by the way. Uh, the Dow's up 24 points. The S&P and the NASDAQ are, are up slightly higher. Uh, gold's having a great day, up another 8 9 bucks here, 1558 to 1560 Silver's up $0.10 cents at 1804 uh, The only thing down right now, and it's not that much, crude oil's down about $0.05 cents. Uh, at $58.47. Uh, yesterday we were running those $20 gold pieces uh, at $1,850. We're leaving them right there. Uh, gold's up almost another 10 bucks. Uh, we're going to ignore it on this Friday. Uh, U.S. $20 Liberty, $1,650 at $800-951. 0592 and uh get you some right i mean silver and gold are are both in a big big rally here uh and and you're starting to see everybody's kind of figuring it out uh, the treasury department we didn't get time to talk about it. i'll talk more about it on monday we have so much debt they've come up with a new debt instrument now they've created the 20 year bond uh, to try to help alleviate some of the debt problems. There is talk, Eric, of them going to a 50 or 100 year bond, uh, but they decided not to do it because they didn't think anybody you know, like the Chinese and the foreign entities would actually buy any of them. So they settled on a 20 year auction note uh, that is going to be starting next month. Well, you know that they're going to have to do it because Europe did it. You're going to have to go to 50-year mortgages. Otherwise, you're going to have to hyperinflate to be able to afford these ridiculous prices. and Or people are actually going to have to get paid decent wages. So something's got to give. We are at the precipice of a tipping point in this world right now. Enjoy the weekend. Eric, have a safe flight home. God bless everybody. Call us today. Get some gold put away. You're going to be glad you did. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back on Monday.